You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M, and for some amazing miracle last night. We got to see AM play basketball again. It did not go the way that a lot of people wanted, but it doesn't matter. Basketball was back in Reed Arena, and we were finally able to see the Aggies play once more. We're going to be discussing all of that moving forward. Before we begin, make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Aggies via social media. That starts by following me at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day because every single day is a Locked On Podcast day here at LockedOnPodcast.com. 32 days. We had to wait 32 days before we finally were able to see Texas A&M basketball take the court. The last time they were on a court, they got a win. They got a big-time win over Kansas State as part of the Big 12 SEC Tournament Challenge. And then life got in the way. And I'm going to say life because if a lot of people just want to go blame one thing, nope, nope, way more than that. Unfortunately, they missed the game earlier in the year because of Vanderbilt came in contact with COVID-19. And according to the SEC regulation on the COVID-19 policy, they were forced to miss the game because they were told, and I believe it's 48 hours before, if you cast positive, you cannot play your game. So they were unable to play that game. On the flip side, when it all was said and done, A&M was dealing with COVID-19 issues. That allowed them to miss up to seven games this season. Because of COVID-19. But there was a break in between to where the Aggies actually could have played a game. They actually could have gone on to the court and faced off against the regular season champs, Alabama. Unfortunately, that did not happen because of you had a snowstorm. One that has never hit of this magnitude in the state of Texas blow through College Station. Planes were not able to land. They were not able to have cars on the road. Pipes froze over. Power was out. Uh, Generators were being used at an all-time high. There was no running water. And an Alabama-Texas A&M game felt like second nature at that point. It didn't seem like it was going to work for anyone involved. And then afterwards, well, we got the state back open. Well, you have more positive COVID tests in your program. So... Couple more games were canceled in total. Texas A&M has had eight games canceled this season, and the final game of the year was expected to be on March 3rd. There will be one more game as of now because there was that extra game added for makeup games. Nobody knew if A&M was going to ever play basketball again in 2021. The good news is there were no positive tests this week. There was no chance of A&M having. Anything go wrong. 
And the team was actually able to get back out on the court for the very first time since January. I mean, actually on the court since January. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not anything special. Did they win or lose? Well, they lost. I'm just going to tell you that right now. A&M did lose to Mississippi State. But this was a really fun game just not to watch, but also just talk about when you think about it. Texas A&M entered after not playing for a month, but Mississippi State was able to take control going into the second half. They ended up winning the game 63-57. With barely any practice over the past month, Buzz Williams was not sure what to expect when his team was leading into halftime. They actually took an 18-8 lead and never trailed in the first 28 minutes of the game. The problem is... You play 40 minutes. And in the final 12 minutes, it was all Bulldogs. They outscored the Aggies 25 to 15 over the last 14 minutes of the game, falling behind uh, double digits with 639 left to play. A&M was able to cut the deficit down to four, but were held scoreless in the last 90 seconds of the game. That's exactly how they won. But there was a lot of positives here. They were able to protect the ball. Something that I think a lot of people don't understand. When you play basketball, you want to limit the turnovers. And especially turnovers that are based off steals. I can understand if you shoot for the perimeter and you're trying to get a rebound back in favor of your team. Yeah, that happens. But in steals, those are preventable. In takeaways, those are preventable. In anything that is that is where it hits off a player's hand, it rolls out of bounds, all those are preventable with smart play. And AM actually did a very good job protecting the ball. Despite only shooting 34% in the first opening minutes, AM attempted more field goals with 12, which was a key point of emphasis that they had all season. They also did not allow a single turnover Well, they actually allowed one, my bad. They allowed one turnover in the first half, and they forced 10 turnovers in the first half. They were 4 of 25 in the three-point line. They shot 31% of the field total on the night. Uh, They really struggled with the three-point ball, but they did, however, limit those turnovers, allowing the Aggies to take an early lead. They had a couple of missed opportunities. They were 8 of 19 on layup attempts throughout the night. Uh, They were only able to pull down 6 offensive rebounds but they only capitalized on them six times so over half the time they would get the rebound get the ball back to the shooter and they would not be able to score that was basically the storyline of what you take away from it Emmanuel Miller though he was the key he finished the game with 24 points 13 rebounds to go along with two steals playing at a tremendous level and actually playing 35 of the 40 minutes Mississippi State, though, they were able to do a solid job uh, with their players, including Iverson, Molinaire, and DJ Stewart. They provided 32 of Mississippi State's 63 points along with 10 rebounds in their winning effort. Effort. They basically controlled half the points for the team. That's really what you want. Ben Howland's team is in a really good spot now. They picked up, I think it is their third straight win. AM is on a losing streak. They moved to two and seven in SEC play. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with this loss. I really am. Because of you don't practice for a month. Let's, let's think about this for a bit. Anything you do, and you then just go, you know what? I'm taking a month off. 
anything you do. It comes to me podcasting. It comes to me writing in my, in my own line of work. It comes to me, you know, mowing the lawn every single day. I do that for a company. What happens if I take a month off? You don't think that there's going to be a few tweaks and trams? You don't ride a bike for a month, but you are a full-time runner. I mean, you are a full-time biker. You don't run every single day for a month and you are a marathon sprinter. Do you think you're going to go as far as you did when you were consistently doing it and your body was used to it and your body was allowing you to make those adjustments that comes into running every single day? No, you're going to struggle. But A&M, they struggled for the final 12 minutes. How they came out, though, shows that any single time they had an opportunity to play this year, they wanted to be there. They wanted to play. They knew going into this, hey, we're going to be the odd man out. We're going to be considered the lesser opponent. We're going to be considered the team that does not have the foreground of what's needed to be successful. I don't really care that AM lost. It's a lost season. Like, let's seriously think about this. AM, they may still not be able to play in the SEC tournament. And if they are, they're going to be the 13th seed. And they're probably not the 13th ranked team in the SEC. It's a lost year. They're going to have to go through a gauntlet to even get into the SEC quarterfinals. When probably, if they would have played the entire season or missed one or two games, they probably would have at least six or seven wins in SEC play. They may have won this game because of they definitely would have had the momentum and the steam. And they probably would be about a nine seed. Or maybe a seven seed, like they were last year. And I'm that you're really strong last year. So, how do we know... That Buzz Williams, with some players back, in fact, more players back than what he had in his first year, would not have been successful. He would not have turned the team around. I don't know. What I do know for sure is that A&M, on a lost season, they came out their first 25 minutes of the game and said, you know what? Imagine us if we had weeks of practice. Because if we had weeks of practice, we may have actually been a team that would have knocked off a few of these contenders, quote-unquote contenders, to be something special in the NCAA tournament. Look, every single person loves to drive their car. And in today's society, you need a car or some type of transportation to get anywhere. But the problem is, is that if you have an older car, you usually have to take it into the shop and not the actual auto shop, the dealer shop. Pay an extra fee to have the part shipped over, then pay an installment fee at the shop, For something you could do at your own house because if you don't know where to get that part. Well, I'll stop you and get you right into the middle ground. Go visit rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been saving customers money for the past 25 years. They have a variety of selections of everything that you could be looking for from your car, from taillights to gas lamps to, of course, engine modules. And their unique catalog helps you decipher the part the price, and best of all, the actual model in a mere couple of seconds. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. Let's meet in the middle. Rockauto.com is the place to be. 
Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. There's more sports on in the world than the Aggie Sports Network. So, why not listen to a show that gives you the top information in all under 30 minutes? Locked on today with Peter Bukowski is the show that you're going to be wanting to listen to. He covers all major sports in America, plus college football and college basketball. Subscribe to our new Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's just break this down a little bit, just to have a playing old conversation. A and basketball was a loss too. It really was, and I don't think we need to get much more into conversation about it, just because of. You look at this team and where it's going, but I think it'll be interesting to see where it leads next year. So we're going to do just a little bit of a focus on that. If he returns, you would have to imagine that Emmanuel Miller is the top guy. I mean, the way that he's played all season long has shown he is your number one. He's the guy that you want on the perimeter. He's the guy you want shooting. He's the guy you want low. He's got one of the better three-point ranges. He's got one of the better, you know, eyes for the ball. He's great at rebounds. But I do think you need someone to step up and play the center role. Miller is probably a three or four in most systems. You want him to shoot. You want him to shoot from the perimeter. You don't want him to be the best three-point shooter, but you want him to be effective as a three-point shooter. And I think that that's really where AM needs to find out who's going to be their big man. I mean, let's just look at this for a quick second, if you will humor me. You look at the rebounds in 2021 on the team. Miller is leading the way, naturally so, because if he is probably your most consistent player, your next leading rebounder is averaging 4.3 per game, and it's a guard in Savion Flag, who's been more of a six-man than anything else. After that, of course, you have your next two big men, which is your Kevin Marfo and Jonathan Aku. Which one of them is going to step up? Because neither of them have played more than an average of 15 minutes per game in 2021. You have guys like Hassan Diaria and uh, Jackson Robinson playing almost as many minutes. And other guys such as Quentin Jackson, who is basically the three, but he's pl- but he's listed as a two, play more minutes because of these guys cannot figure it out. They cannot be consistent players. So my entire offseason move would be recruiting any player who enters the transfer portal or seeing what I have with these two names in Aku and Marfo. Aku's only a sophomore. I mean, he's six foot ten. He's a sophomore. He's been in the program now for the last two years. And he's definitely quote unquote your big man. Marfo's gone. I mean Mar- Marfo's gonna be gone. He's a senior they're not going to give him the, um, the the extra year of eligibility unless they give it to everybody because of how many games they missed this year. And he's been on the team for four years. So he's gone. He averages 2.8 points per game, 3.9 rebounds. You have a better shot of building with the coup. So you have to build with him. Or you have to start recruiting a lot younger. Because of right now, Luke McGee is the only other player on the team who lists over 6'10". And he's a junior. He averages less than a point a game. And he's basically your depth, depth, depth piece on the team as a starter. You have more guards than forwards. And a coup, who basically is supposed to be your starting center, I believe, 
is playing less minutes per game. And it's becoming more of an offensive-based system instead of a defensive base, which again works because if you have a guy like Quentin Jackson who can kind of play in between these areas, you have a guy like um like JJ Chandler who does a pretty decent job as a you know as a starter as the as either the point or as the number two. You have Savion Flag who can come in as your sixth man and really help alleviate the shooting. And I mean, again, these are the two that you have also leading the way with Miller and Miller and Flag and Quentin Jackson is probably, I want to say he's either the number one or the number two shooter on the team when it comes to actually field goal range. Yeah, it's it's Miller, and then technically it's Marfo, but he doesn't average a lot of points because he doesn't play enough minutes, and he's more so a blocker, and then it's Jackson. So you have your players there, but Jackson's probably gone. Flag is probably gone, because again, the eligibility does matter, and both of these players are going to be seniors. So if they do not get the waiver from the NCAA, which again, I'm not sure if they even would qualify for it, it's going to be interesting to see what you do. Because if your next best shooter is probably J.J. Chandler or it's Andre Gordon. The problem is, is that with J.J. Chandler, he also is a senior. So he's probably going to be gone. And now you're relying on Andre Gordon, who was at one point your top guy, your top recruit, to really take that next step with Miller. The biggest other problem is, does Miller want to be here? I'm not saying that Miller is definitely going to get, you know, drafted in the NBA. What I'm saying is, is that he is so good and he's so flushed out there compared to everyone else on A&M. Do scouts look at that and go, the reason that you guys are 8-8 eight and eight and not 1-15 is because of you? That may boost his draft stock a little bit more. I'll never forget, Colin Sexton for Alabama was so good on a pretty basic average Alabama team. Yeah, they had a few other players who ended up making a name for themselves, but he was so good. He was a top 10 pick in the NBA. And now he is the leading guy in Cleveland. Miller's definitely not there, but at the same time, we don't know what Miller could be because of, again, eight games were missed this year. That's not to say that I don't think that Miller should be considered to come back, but that does say that there are some questions going ahead. I think the biggest thing of all is that it will be year three, and it will be the end of year two of Buzz Williams' recruiting cycle. And I'm not saying that you need to land five stars consistently because you're going up against the Kansases and the Kentuckys and the the Villanovas and the Gonzagas of the world, and you can't always get the number five you know, the number five recruit in the nation. But you got to find players who can be effective. And the biggest part where you need to be effective is in the rebound area. You have a decent enough offense with guys like Miller and Gordon returning. You need to find somebody who's going to be able to play down low and super low, box out bigger, uh, box out bigger guys trying to get the rebound and keep the rebound to give it out to the perimeter and get someone else to shoot. That's just my opinion. That's what you need. And if not, I, I mean, the biggest thing is if Miller leaves, you're rebuilding completely. This is a brand new team. Hopefully, it's a team that you can have success with beyond 2021. The NCAA tournament is back. Guess what else is back? MLB. I know it's so crazy to be talking about the MLB season because we're only in spring training. But with both sports being at an all-time high, bets will be at an all-time high. 
That's why I recommend when you go make your selections this upcoming season, go to the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best buyouts, the best lines, and of course, the best information when you follow them on social media at BetOnline underscore AG with up-to-date info on recent bets made. Plus, get into the action when you subscribe to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll save 50% off as a first deposit welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Lock on Aggies presented by the Lock on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas AM. Guys, Chris Gordy, part of Sports Talk 790, right here in Houston, Texas, also works alongside Locked On Podcast Network as the one and only host of the Locked On SEC. He delivers a unique brand of Southeastern Conference analysis with help from our local experts and guests around the SEC network found here on Locked On Podcast. Subscribe to Locked On SEC. You can hear myself and others wherever you get your podcasting systems. All right, so I want to talk about this real fast. This is really funny. Uh, We'll end the show with this. Uh, This is actually kind of a preview for tomorrow's show. But Chris Sims of NBC Sports recently released his top quarterback prospects for 2021. And the world went crazy. I mean, if you would have gotten on Twitter yesterday, type in Chris Sims. You have Chris Sims QB chart, Chris Sims idiot, Chris Sims moron, Chris Sims NBC sports idiot. I mean, the list goes on and on when you typed his name into Twitter because of his list featured number one, the most controversial thing of all, BYU's Zach Wilson. As the top quarterback of the 2021 class over incumbent Trevor Lawrence. Is that really that shocking? I mean, don't get me wrong. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to lie down on the wire for other people who definitely believe it could actually walk over. And a name like Chris Sims is the guy to do so. After that. Trevor Lawrence came in at number two. That was was a given. Number three was Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones is a name that I think a lot of NFL people are going to like. I'm going to break all that down on tomorrow's show. We'll discuss that instead, as well as this next thing that I'm going to say. QB4. The QB4 in this situation over Justin Fields. Over Trey Lance, over David Mills, over Sam Ellinger, over all these other players that apparently are so much better was Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond of Texas A&M is Chris Sims QB4 of the 2021 class. And the world went bonkers. People were calling for his head. People were calling out Kellen Mond for just being on the list. It's like going to a party and someone's like, I don't like this person. Well, he was invited along with you. That was it. He was just there. You were just there. That's what happened. And I'm not saying that Kellen Mond is a bad quarterback because if anyone knows that I am critical of Kellen Mond, but I definitely see the upside and the potential that he brings, especially to an NFL roster. And we've discussed with multiple guests what we could see of Kellen Mond. And I think that going into this year, a lot of people want to see him step up. He lost his number one receiver in Jamon Osmond. That was a big complaint I had 
Like, that was a huge one I had. I was, like, always tar targeting Osmond. And if he wasn't there, you rushed so much. But offensive line played better. His vision got better. He had to work with different receivers, younger receivers that he did not have throughout his entire career. And he's built a rapport with his number one guy and all three top targets gone. Your fourth target, which was Anaya Smith, moved into the backfield. So you kind of lose him. And that's why Smith was the leading receiver. Because it was the only guy he could really trust outside of Jalen Weidemeyer, who, in my opinion, was a big, big, big threat in the red zone. And outside of that, you probably only use him in certain, you know, formations, third and short, all these other things. What you use a tight end for, basically, in today's system, if you're not Kyle Pitts, which... You know, next year, I also believe that Jalen Weidermeyer will be the next Kyle Pitts, but more on that in a little bit. Main point of the story is, you look at Kellen Mond, the prospect, the player, not the quarterback of AM. There are intangibles that make him a promising prospect. There's a lot to like about him, but because of, unfortunately, we have to go off what we see in just film, and Twitter loves to be a narcissistic cesspool of madness... His name gets dragged through it. And I'm not okay with that. I will talk more about that tomorrow on the show. And I will talk about how we now know where AM's program is headed with these prospects going to the NFL draft. But it's really, really weird. And I'm going to give a shout out to Chris Sims. Go listen to his podcast, uh, Chris QB Sims. Not unfiltered, I forget the name of it, but it's on NBCSports.com. Go ahead and listen to it. He breaks down his top five quarterback prospects, and it actually does make sense of why he does have him as his number four QB. And I actually am very involved. I think that when you look at it, there is more upside there than Kyle Trask. There is more upside there than Sam Ellinger. There's a lot to like about Kellen Mond. And also, we'll discuss it a little bit more, uh, but Chris Sims is nine times out of ten right and I would say about 70% of his quarterbacks that he does pick. And that doesn't mean that he will say that Kellen Mond needs to be a day one starter. It just means that maybe Kellen Mond's in the NFL for 14 years while Justin Fields is in it for four. That's all I will say. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. On tomorrow's show, we now know which prospects will be going to Texas A&M's Pro Day, also the NFL Combine. I'm doing it in quotations because of NFL Combine, but we'll pretend because of that's what people want. Where does Kellen Mond fit in this situation? Where do the other players fit in this situation? We'll discuss all that and much, much more on Friday's edition of Locked on Aggies. We'll see you then, and remember, give me all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.